Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. These stories contain distressing themes and brief descriptions of violence. This content is not suitable for children, and listener discretion is advised. Six miles west of the seaport town of Grimsby, Lincolnshire, on the north coast of England, is the tiny rural village of Irby-upon-Humber. A midway point between Lincoln and the coast, in 1991 it had less than 100 residents. Set on the most northern tip of the Lincolnshire Wolds, the village overlooks 216 square miles of unique unspoiled land, rolling fields and hills, Woodlands, an area recognised in 1973 when it was designated as one of Britain's areas of outstanding natural beauty. It would be protected for generations to come, remaining untouched from development. Its residents would retain the peaceful and safe village, where, when the sea winds dropped, a calm silence would be all that could be heard. Irby sits along the crossroads of two lanes, Church Lane, with St Andrew's Church at its north end, and Walk Lane, meandering southwards into the working farmlands of the northern wolds. On the evening of July 10th, 1991, Humberside police were called to a property in Irby. Shots had been fired at the home of a well-known local family, the Newtons. 45-year-old Clifford was the eldest son and business partner of millionaire nightclub and bingo hall owner Bernard Bunny Newton. Bunny and his sons had been in the club business since the early 70s. When police pulled into the driveway of Clifford's home, they didn't anticipate anything particularly serious. But when no one would exit the home, officers settled in for a two-and-a-half-hour standoff. The village folk waited anxiously for news on what was going on. Outside were the family cars, and inside the home police understood were Bunny, Clifford, his wife, and their two teenage children. As negotiations for surrender began, it became clear that everyone in the house was alive, bar one person, Bernard Bunny Newton. My name's Benjamin Fitton from They Walk Among Us, 
Welcome to Murder Town, the podcast. Following each episode of Crime and Investigation's True Crime TV series, we'll explore another case right here. Clifford, his wife and their two children exited the property almost three hours later. When police entered the garage, they found the body of Bunny Newton, shot four times in the chest, back and head with a shotgun. An examination of the wounds would show that the shots had been fired from a range of 4 to 11 feet. With the gun needing to be reloaded after each shot, it was determined that it had been reloaded a total of three times. The first shots were to the chest and back from a greater distance. Then after reloading the fourth cartridge from four feet, a final shot blasted Bernard Bunny Newton's head. Bunny Newton's death was all people in Grimsby could speak about in the following days. He had been famous in the community long before his nightclub notability. When his obituary hit the national papers later that week, he would be the feature obit in the Guardian newspaper with the title Cod War Buccaneer and Hero of the Humber. Long before Bunny was the nightclub king of Grimsby, he had been an infamous trawler fisherman and skipper in the local area dating back to his teens. At 22 in 1947, he was the port's youngest skipper, at the time in command of the former German warship-turned-fishing boat, Slentes, which brought in unheard-of catches worth £12,000 a year. Nicknamed The Beast, Bunny was six foot tall and weighed 18 stone. Grimsby had been a busy port dating back before the 12th century. At the time, Ships brought in wine from France and Spain for the British upper classes. Timber was brought in from Norway, and coal brought in to Grimsby from further along the English coast in Newcastle. As the port grew more significant in the late 1800s, many ships passed Grimsby en route to America. New docks were built and by the early 1930s three fishing docks were established. At one point, Grimsby was the largest fishing port in the world. British fishermen had been fishing Icelandic waters since the 15th century. During the Victorian era, steam-powered boats enabled more and more of Britain's fishermen to explore further afield. This meant longer voyages across the Atlantic and larger catches in the prized Icelandic waters. Iceland had created an exclusion zone and it became illegal to fish in their waters. Three cod wars were recognised, the first beginning in September 1958 when Icelandic law came into force disallowing British fishermen to fish waters within 12 nautical miles from the Icelandic coast. This first cod war ended two and a half years later in 1961 with the two countries forming an agreement to keep the 12-mile fishery limits, as long as Britain could retain limited fishing rights within the six outer miles of that zone. The three decades that Bernard Bunny Newton was a prize skipper of Grimsby were known as the Golden Age of Fishing. In October 1950, in his mid-twenties, 
while Bunny was the skipper of the Slentes. He answered an SOS call off the Norwegian coast during a gale. A fellow trawler ship, the Barnet, was drifting helplessly when Bunny and his crew found it. In the rough high seas, they managed to secure a tow rope and attempted to get the ship to safety. After eight miles, the rope broke and the Barnet tried to connect again, firing its last two lines, both failing. The troubled ship had three rockets and the first two were used to try and get a line to the Slentes, but both fell short. All attempts of saving the ship and its crew appeared damned until Bunny Newton, in the relentless gale, managed to get his boat close enough to the troubled vessel. The Barnet's last rocket was able to make it onto Bunny's ship, and the final tow line left was secured. Bunny knew that the weather was too bad to continue onto any Norwegian port, and so he towed the Barnet over 500 miles in the opposite direction to Aberdeen, where both ships dock 13 days later. The British Minister for Transport awarded Bernard Bunny Newton with a binocular glass for his skill and seamanship, saving the ship and its crew. Bunny became a hero and the most well-known skipper of his time. The dangers of the sea caught up with Bunny when in 1957 he was the skipper of the trawler, the Azernia. In rough seas off the North Atlantic Faroe Islands, Bunny heard someone shout, Man overboard! Bunny ran to the side of the trawler, seeing the ship's mate Harry Jones in the water clinging to the heavy trawl. Bunny threw two lifebelts overboard to Jones and ran down to the deck. As he did the trawl's bobbins, the bulls attached to the net which lifted off the seabed when they hit an obstacle had flown off into the water under its heavy load, carrying three more crew with it. Bunny and the other crew pulled the two closest men aboard, while the third-hand William Dugan and Harry clung to the net as it dragged in the swell. After the two men were dragged to the deck, both Harry Jones and William Dugan had been pulled under. They were never recovered. An inquiry by the Mercantile Marine Office for the Ministry of Transport in Grimsby found the event to be an accident, and Skipper Bunny Newton was praised for his quick thinking and for saving the two men. In 1967, Bunny was the skipper of the Grimsby trawler Brander. An Icelandic Coast Guard plane had seen the Brander fishing three and a half miles inside Iceland's 12-mile fishing limit. When Coast Guards arrived to arrest the seamen and impound the vessel, Bunny Newson claimed that they weren't fishing. He said a large boulder had been caught in their net. His crew had thought it might be a wartime mine, and as they were slowly and carefully pulling up the net, the ship must have drifted into the zone. The vessel was taken and docked at Reykjavik, and the skipper and his 20 crew detained and charged with illegal fishing. The crew were allowed to stay on the ship while the authorities dealt with the charges, and two unarmed Icelandic police officers were stationed to protect the vessel. Bunny would say that he told none of his crew his next plan. Others would state that he bribed them with rum. But either way, he instructed two of them to paint over the ship's registration number with a new number. 
Around midnight, Bunny locked the two police officers in his downstairs cabin, and without telling his crew they were about to escape, he started the vessel and the brander quietly slipped its moorings and crept out of port at 1am. He left Reykjavik Harbour with no trouble, passing the crew of two gunboats stationed at the entrance who dutifully registered the ship's new serial number. At seven that morning, two new police officers went down to the port to relieve the other two of their watch duty, but the British trawler was gone. The Coast Guard issued an alert to all Icelandic boats, and later that morning the Brando was spotted by a small motorboat 46 miles from shore. When caught, Bunny said he had decided to make for Aberdeen in hopes their catch would not be ruined. After 11 hours of zigzagging across the North Sea, the skipper and his crew were arrested again, and once more returned to Reykjavik to face even more charges. The boat pulled up alongside Bunny's ship, and armed guards boarded and took control. Bunny was sentenced to three months in custody by Reykjavik authorities, and he was ordered to pay a £2,500 fine to the Icelandic Territorial Waters Fund. He appealed this sentence, and while the appeal was pending, he was granted bail set at £1,600 and was allowed to return to Britain. When Bunny, his ship and his crew returned to Grimsby, thousands of people lined the docks to see the men come in. Heroes of the seas again, a crew led by the toughest seamen of their time. Bunny Newton had shown everyone that he would stand up for himself no matter what it took. The £14,000 of fish on board, he argued, was caught outside the fishing limits and he was not going to risk his catch. Local police met him at the dock and he was escorted to the station to sort out his charges. His wife and two sons waited for him at home. Bunny gave up the high seas and in 1970 bought an old closed bowling alley in Cleethorpes, turning it into a nightclub he called Bunny's Place. It became hugely successful as a variety and supper club where many famous names would both perform as well as frequent, and as the 1970s moved into the disco era, so did Bunny's. Bunny was in business with his two sons Clifford and Stephen, and soon the lower half of the building would become a bingo hall, which during that time had become popular in Britain. With all Bunny Newton's infamous fishing stories, it would be the club and bingo business that would see him become a millionaire, and in 1979 he and his son sold the club for, at the time, the huge sum of a quarter of a million pounds, when its name would change to Shakers and the Newtons continued with bingo halls. Bunny Newton owned several racehorses and was an avid supporter of local animal charities. His peers revered him, but as many would later find out, he had a Jekyll and Hyde quality and his family feared him. So during the summer of 1991, when police were called to Cliff Newton's home and found Bunny Newton shot to death, it's understandable that the murder was a shock to Grimsby. After the two and a half hour siege at the property, police would emerge with Clifford Newton, 
the eldest son under arrest for murder. Bunny had driven over for a meeting about the family business. There had been friction between the family for a while, and the sons had all but fallen out with their father. Clifford had sought legal advice regarding the possibility of gaining control of the business entirely. When Bunny drove over that evening, he was said to be furious. Shortly after he got out of his car, a witness told police that he was overheard yelling, You are going to get it, you bastard. I'm going to kill you. When Bunny entered the home, an argument erupted immediately, and at one point he had hit Clifford's wife across the face. This sent Clifford into a rage, and he would later testify that he believed Bunny was about to draw a gun on him. This is the moment he lost control, pulling out a shotgun himself, pulling the trigger and shooting his father. Clifford admitted to reloading the gun three times, the last time shooting Bunny in the head. When Clifford appeared at Nottingham Crown Court the following year in 1992, his plea had been accepted and downgraded to manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility. This is the legal doctrine that absolves an accused person of part of the liability for his criminal act if he suffers from such abnormality of mind as to substantially impair his responsibility in committing or being party to an alleged violation. In Section 2 of the Homicide Act 1957, and as explained using Clifford as an example, it is, a person who kills or is party to the killing of another is not to be convicted of murder if he or she was suffering from an abnormality of mental functioning, which a. arose from a recognised medical condition, b. provides an explanation for Clifford's acts and admissions in doing or being a party to the killing, and c. or if an abnormality of mental functioning substantially impaired Clifford's ability to do one or more of the following things. Either a. understand the nature of his conduct, b. to form a rational judgment, and c. to exercise self-control. Diminished responsibility is accepted if an abnormality of mental functioning provides an explanation for Clifford's conduct, if it causes or is a significant contributory factor in causing him to carry out that conduct. The judge accepted that Clifford's responsibility was diminished based on the evidence given that he had lived through a lifetime of physical and verbal abuse at the hands of his father. Clifford and the majority of the family were scared of him and had at times feared for their lives. Clifford pleaded guilty to the manslaughter charge. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The 45-year-old described being Bunny's whipping boy, suffering constant humiliation and aggression from his father throughout his whole life. Bunny had been hailed as a hero by the town, a larger-than-life character of Grimsby. People still spoke of him donating to animal charities with wads of cash. He was still a champion to many for his escapades during the Cod War. But behind closed doors, as his other son Stephen would state, he was a sadist and a tyrant. Clifford had always been Bunny's primary target. Years earlier, Clifford's first wife had died by suicide after years of harassment from Bunny. Clifford had snapped, describing himself as going berserk on his father after he had hit his wife. When adjourning the court for sentencing, the judge told Clifford, quote, I have to think long and carefully overnight as to what the outcome will be. You should prepare yourself for the possibility that the sentence will be a custodial one. During sentencing, the judge must assess the degree of responsibility retained by the defendant and then take into consideration any other aggravating factors, such as whether the defendant had previous convictions, which Clifford did not. The fact that Bunny had physically assaulted Clifford's wife and had been a factor in the suicide of Clifford's first wife must have been taken into consideration. The following day, the judge sentenced Clifford Newton to four years in prison. When Clifford appealed his sentence the following year before Lord Justice Taylor, his appeal was dismissed and Clifford carried out his four-year sentence until 1996. I'm Catherine Kelly, host of Crime and Investigation's true crime TV series, Murder Town. Join me next Monday at 9pm on my final journey as I visit Croydon, where a domestic abuse centre has been opened in memory of Cassandra McDermott, 
who was murdered by her boyfriend. For more information on the series, head to crimeandinvestigation.co.uk and let us know your thoughts by searching for Crime and Investigation on social media or using hashtag MurderTown. The MurderTown podcast is hosted by Benjamin Fitton. Researched and written by Anna Priestland and edited and produced by Chloe Frost. Hello MurderTown listeners. I wanted to let you know about another project our very own researcher and writer Anna Priestland has been working on, and we know you'll love as much as we do. In Letters of Love in World War II, three months after they wed, Cyril and Olga find themselves separated by the war. Between 1940 and 1946, their love was kept alive on the pages of a thousand letters and postcards found decades later by their family. Featuring the voices of Amy Nuttall and Johnny Pitts, alongside heartwarming interviews with the family, this show gives you a personal insight into what it was like to live through this tumultuous period, including air raids, rations, El Alamein, D-Day, and the liberation of Bergen-Belsen concentration camp. Here's a quick taste of what you can expect, and while you're listening, go subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Acast or wherever you're listening. History's Letters of Love in World War II reveals a remarkable account of the Second World War through a series of real-life love letters. Featuring interviews with their family and starring me, Johnny Pitts, and me, Amy Nuttall, this eight-part podcast series tells the brave, tenacious and touching story of Cyril and Olga's war. We found a place to park our tanks, climbed out, just going to start a fire to make a meal when phew, bang, phew, bang. One shell dropped about 20 yards one side of the tank, another about the same the other side. I'm dreaming of those three happy months we spent together at home. How quickly they flew. It'll be like a second honeymoon when we start that life again. Download Letters of Love in World War Two on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Acast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.